Time for another edition of Bama and Bourbon with Aaron Suttles from Yale, Alabama. I'm Lance Phillips. The next round, this is on Roll Tide Pods. Like, subscribe, give us double thumbs up. We would appreciate that. We talk a little bourbon. We talk a little Alabama. We'll mix in some Alabama football with the coaching staff uh, being finalized, and we will talk uh, a little Alabama basketball. Yeah. But first, we're talking 792 small batch bourbon. I've had it before. I like it. Seventeen ninety two. Yeah, I've, I think I've had this before. Like for the price point, I think you can get this at like Beverage Place, Pink Package, two of our great sponsors, for like forty forty five. Yeah. Now here is the difference of this Bama and Bourbon for the first time in the history, Uh-oh. the conception of the show. I'm feeling one glass and not two. Dry mm-hmm. February. Uh, what led to that? Because uh, most people do specific. dry in January, I know. right? Well, January is 31 days. February is typically 28 days right. now. With the so week. it was a strategic decision. It was. And February sucks. Shitty weather. It's been horrible. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, Today's nice, but it's been horrible. You're getting into uh, you know, basketball. You're getting into that, that, that feel for basketball. Football is almost done outside of the one game, which is the Super Bowl. Um, it's going to suck that I can't have some small batch for the Super Bowl, but so be it. So... What it says here, sophisticated and complex, the 792, distinctly different bourbon created with precise, uh, precise craftsmanship made from their signature high rye recipe and the marriage of select barrels carefully chosen by the master distiller, 1792 bourbon, has an expressive and elegant flavor profile, unmistakable spice mingles with sweet caramel, vanilla to create a bourbon that is incomparably brash and bold yet smooth and balanced. Elevating whiskey to exceptional new heights, 1792 bourbon is celebrated by connoisseurs worldwide. Again, it's very consistent. It's got a great price point. Um, I don't necessarily love the gold top. Uh, it's too flashy for bourbon. Yeah, see, to me, and this is the one knock on 792, 1792, I think it is, is really, really good, yeah. especially for the price point. But if you just had a regular bottle yeah. with almost like a white label that just had like black 1792, yeah. I think bourbon connoisseurs like like the basics. Yeah. Like we've got way too many bottles that look colonish. That's or a good point. Bottle like, service, like you see in a club, is what I'm like. Yeah, you don't want to pick up a bottle of bourbon and think this is what I'd be drinking when I was sitting private VIP in Vegas. Yeah, I get that for some liquors, you know, yeah, but not for, for bourbon. bourbon. It's yeah, just it work. it's not. But I mean, how have you have you tried? Yeah, it's good. Have you had it before? I have. I remember. I don't know if it was the same, but they have different. Yeah, they do. Um, I don't think we had 1792 last year. We might have had it two years ago. I'm not sure. I'm looking back here to see if I see any up here at uh, Disrupt Media. We've got a million bourbons back here. Anyway, very good. You can get it. Beverage Place, Pink Package, both located right off of Highway 280. One-stop shops, liquor, beer, seltzers, wines, cigars, ice, even fresh lemons and limes. They open early. They close late. Uh, let's start football-wise. Yeah. You've been out on the road, right? Yeah. I've been spending some time with the new coaching staff. I was in Mobile with the entire coaching staff last night. So, second time I've gotten to hear Coach DeBoer speak. Um, he was speaking to the Red Elephant Club in, in Mobile. It's an annual trip down there. It's the biggest Red Elephant Club in the state. Coach Bryant's original Red Elephant Club. So, it's got it's got some pull to land big names like that. So, they all flew down there. Greg Byrne opened it up, and then Coach DeBoer spoke about his entire assistant coaching staff. Does he seem to be getting more comfortable before we get the specific names on that staff? Yeah, I, I was talking to somebody as I was driving here. I think we were spoiled for 17th season because Nick Saban's one of the best orators we've ever had in college football. Yeah. And so I don't think necessarily Coach DeBoer is not a good speaker. He's just not Nick Saban level. And look, your job is to coach football, not to, not to be a Fortune 500 speaker. Or leader of, of a company like that, but he's not as um, 
he's not as dynamic as Coach Saban, but I, I don't think he's uncomfortable. But I do think he's he's got to find his rhythm. Yeah, you know, when he did the initial presser that Saturday, which I know you were at, yeah. um, I was I was impressed just because of the pressure with that. And with I guess Coach moving, Saban right in front of right him. in front. But you know, moving forward, everything is going to be graded on the Saban scale. Including these caravans, yeah. these recruiting trips, yeah. the Red Elephant Club speaking engagements, absolutely everything. And, you know, it was one of those things, as you said, kind of Alabama fans spoiled for 17 years. When Saban would lose a coach, it wasn't a big deal. You were like, it's still Nick Saban. It's yeah. going to be fine. You know, Friday news starts to circulate yeah. that, that Ryan Grubb was possibly interested. There was a mutual interest in Seattle and new head coach Mike McDonald bringing on Ryan Grubb as the offensive coordinator. And I don't know, it seems like that's gone kind of the other way. Now, mm-hmm. Seattle has not, yeah, as we record this on a Tuesday, they still don't have an offensive coordinator in place. Yeah. I think they really want Mike Kafka, but that interview has been blocked from New York. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what's going on there, but they don't have an offensive coordinator yet, so there still is a possibility that Ryan Grubb could take off and leave. Have you met Ryan? Does he seem to be comfortable in Tuscaloosa? He was there last night, and, and Coach DeBoer was asked about his coaching staff and he, if he anticipated any 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 movement on his coaching staff, which is crazy to think. He just got it. <laughs> yeah. He will be leaving. But it was pretty veil, a thinly veiled reference to, to the Grubb situation with Seattle, as you mentioned, and Coach DeBoer said he doesn't anticipate any movement on his coaching staff. But like I said, that could all change. Once you get an offer, things move pretty quickly. Yeah, So, and as we record this again on Tuesday, and you probably know more than I do on this, uh, is it Inge? Who was the guy that was yeah, brought up? Inge. Yeah, okay, yeah. so I know he's been a defensive guy the yeah. majority of his career, but he also has coached special teams at Indiana, um, somewhere else. Um, is he going to be on the staff as special teams, or are you going to be a defensive assistant? Do you know? I think he's going to be an on-the-field coach. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think so, too. I mean, I read special teams. Somebody told me they heard defensive. But I don't – You look, I don't know what Coach DeBoer is going to do with the staff. I don't know if it's a full-time job just coaching special teams. You're going to have to do something else. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. I would imagine he'll have uh, dual titles next to his name. Yeah, and, I, you know, Alabama fans aren't – I mean, I don't think Alabama fans are comfortable until they see the product. I mean, you really can't be. I mean, you can go by. I believe this guy's a winner everywhere he's been, from Sioux Falls to Fresno to Washington, and I think ultimately best job he's ever had. I think he's going to do really good things with it. But Alabama fans are going to hold in reserve judgment until they actually see something. I'll, I'll, I'll open this up to our, our Bama and Herbert listeners because this was, this was asked of me on my way here. Not even asking me. It was just a, a statement told to me. If Alabama didn't make the 12-team playoff this year, it's an abject failure. Yeah, it is. So, and my question would be, okay, what gets you into the playoff this year? Is it? It's nine and three or ten and two. That's what I'm saying. Is it almost better if you don't make the SEC championship game with the risk yeah. of picking up a third loss? Yeah, I think it is. And you know, we went through the schedule today. It was interesting because Bet Online, um, one of the services, released win totals for 2024. You know, Alabama is almost always 10 and a half or 11. They want you to go to 11. They want you to commit to 11 yeah. wins. And now with the newly expanded conferences, yeah. more difficult games, and the departure of Nick Saban, that number has dropped to 9.5, which that's where I thought the number would be. Yeah. You start to look at the regular season, I still think Georgia is going to be a slight favorite in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. And I think Alabama is going to be a slight dog in Baton Rouge. I, think- I, do, I don't know enough about what quarterback 
Yeah, I'm just saying that right now. Now, when yeah. we get to that game, they could be a six-point favorite. They could be a six-point dog. Yeah, driving back from Mobile, we played this game last night in the car. I was got some time on those back roads coming back from Mobile to Tuscaloosa. But um, you start looking at it, you're going to be favored on the road at Washington. Yep. Um, but that November's, you don't know really what to expect from Oklahoma, but you get Oklahoma, you get LSU, and you get Auburn, all in November. Um, you're going to get, as you mentioned, Georgia. So... If I had to pick two that they would lose to, I'd probably agree with yours. Yeah, so and you got LSU. tough games. Obviously, you said Auburn, Missouri, and Tennessee are in there. But let's just say you lose those two games. Um, you don't want to risk both road games. Yeah, both road yeah. games. Yeah. No, 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 no George's George home. home. Yeah. You don't want to risk that third loss to end the season against Auburn because, right. you know, I think that 9-3 you're probably on the other side. But it is almost like 10-2 and two not going to the SEC championship or 10-2 and two going – because if you go at 10-2 and two and you lose that game, lasting impression's a loss. Yeah. It's almost better to sit home yeah, I agree. and be 10-2. But I do agree that, and I don't know if it's uh, you know, a 100% a, a failing system if you don't make that 12-team playoff, but I can't tell you even, is there a year outside of Nick Saban's first where he wouldn't have made the 12-team playoff? Maybe 10. I don't think so. Maybe. I mean, because you think about the three losses in 10, South Carolina was really good that year. They won 11 games. LSU. LSU and Auburn. And Auburn, yeah. and Auburn you know, ends up playing for the national championship. And the way that game played out, I would have said Alabama was one of the 12 best teams yeah. in college. I want to bring this up because if there is a criticism to be had, and very minute criticism of Nick Saban, is I always thought his teams were very tight. I thought he coached very tight against Auburn, despite the majority of that his tenure had vastly more talent than Auburn did. I think you give Kalen DeBoer more talent than Auburn, he's just going to beat him. Well, he's going to put foot down. You're right. Yeah. And I don't disagree with that. And most of those games, they were in Jordan-Harry. He had some weird This balances. one's in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, this one's in Tuscaloosa. Going for the thumb. Yeah, there, there, is, there is no – I mean, this that would be – if Alabama was to lose two games and the third loss to Auburn that keeps them out of a college football playoff when you at have home. more talent at home yeah. in your first Iron Bowl, yeah, yeah. that would be disastrous yeah. for Alabama fans. Okay, so this is Bama and Bourbon. It is uh, with Aaron Sullivan from Yale, Alabama. I'm Lance Hill for the next round. It is on Roll Tide Pods. Like, subscribe, give us that thumbs up. We're previewing a little 1792 small batch bourbon. I've been a fan of this product for a while. The one uh, critique we have is the bottle. Yeah. I think some people out there this like the, fit. the club look. I would think most of those are probably under 30 <laughs> bourbon. You know, connoisseurs that are actually yeah. able to get bottle service in a club in Miami, and they don't mind this flash. But, again, it's a good product. Uh, the price point's really good. You can pick it up at the pink package or the beverage place. Let me ask you this. We're both, we're both connoisseurs of Vegas. What's table service? What's bottle service costing you this weekend? Oh, my in God. Vegas? So, like, the Super Bowl in town. Yeah, you could get, like, a bottle of 1792 is probably 300 bucks out there. Yeah. On a, probably six. They're probably doubling everything. Yeah. So you're probably paying six hundred dollars for what you could get, you and know, they're probably the jacking the prices up because how many people want to sit? Oh yeah, VIP. so because you got to figure this: everybody in Vegas, not everybody, the majority of people this weekend have gotten money. Yes, and why so, go if not? Yeah, and I'm one of those. If I've got that kind of money, I'm not going to go stand around in the club. No. My ass God. is sitting down. No. And I am going yes. to enjoy my drinks. Bring me my drinks. Make my drinks. Yeah, I don't want to battle yeah, up I'm there to, to run a tab, any I'm of that. You. you reach a certain age, just like, if you're going to do it, do it right. Do it. Yep, I agree with you 100%. Okay, speaking of doing it right, you guys, everybody's still trying to figure out with no guardrails, the collective thing. Yeah. You guys seem to have it dialed in. You got new gear all the time. Yeah. Yay, Alabama. How can people get involved that are big Alabama fans that want Alabama to continue 
you know, moving up, being competitive, winning national championships. Yeah, well, if, if, you're, if you want exclusive content, I just did an interview with Justice Haynes running back today. So this new coaching staff is all – the, the media rules are going to be different. I mean, the coach staff's going to be available to us, and we're going to have exclusive content for you. And you're going to get that at Yay Alabama. So yay-alabama.com backslash fans. There's no excuse. You want Alabama to win, this coaching staff needs it. Because if there's a question, which we haven't seen in 17 years, is can he recruit? Getting Ryan Williams was huge, but it's going to take more than one player. And to, to be able to recruit, we're going to have to have some, some NFL, NIL strength to be competitive with all these other schools. And that's the one question mark left for this for the staff. So if you want Alabama to win, uh, put your money where your mouth is and, and join your Alabama. Yeah, look, and, and not only football, but basketball, which we'll kind of shift to right now. Alabama How about this off, team, baby? Man, coming off a 32-point win. Uh, they have now won 10 of 11. Um, I mean, you know, they got it done both. I, I ended up cutting the game off early in the second half and put on a movie on a Saturday night because it was and, and it was full over. disclosure, I gave out seven plays at lanceslog.com. I went five and two. One of my two losses, I had Mississippi State. I was what was like, that number, eight so and a half? Dumb. Yeah, it went off at eight and a half. Yeah. And just complete domination. But I think if, if I'm an Alabama fan, I get excited because a guy like Jared Stevenson comes in. And he's Ooh. hitting perimeter shots. And Wrightsell's been hitting those for a week plus. Wrightsell's been the key, man. These guys, you've got so many offensive options. And look, you did force, although Mississippi State played sloppy basketball, you forced them into 18 turnovers, and they were 4-16 behind the arc. So... That combination of Alabama basketball and Coleman Saturday night, that is that is deadly, and they do look like a top-ten team when they play like that. I mean, they got their hands cut out, or, or their hands tied behind their back for, for at Auburn. We, know what, we all know what Neville can be. But, look, Grant Nelson, two points on Saturday versus Mississippi State. How many threes did Alabama miss? A ton. A ton, yeah. Um, and, and still one going away. So this team offensively can find different ways to bury you. Mississippi State's not a, a great offensive team, but Alabama's defense – I thought really showed up. And, and Chris Jans can coach defense. I mean, yeah. you score 99 points on a team like Mississippi State that, yeah. you know, this is still a, t- a team that, that has aspirations to get in the NCAA tournament. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you start looking at uh, that Indiana State win for Alabama suddenly looks great. South Carolina win looks great. Well, they're, they're, they're ranked number 15 right now. First time ranked since 2017. Yeah, I mean, so, look, just looking at the league, just on just looking, Tennessee looks like the best team. And Tennessee handled Alabama up, up in, on yeah, the I think when top. Tennessee plays their best, they are the best. They're, they're a frustrating team to play. It depends on how the game's played. The, the officials aren't going to call that hand check. They're very difficult to play against. But Alabama's going to get them at home. If Alabama somehow gets this win tomorrow night oh, at Auburn. Regular season's theirs. I, I think they got a really good shot to win the SEC. Yeah, because then what, you have eight games left, and it would be hard to imagine. You still got Kentucky, you got two. Tennessee, you got Auburn. I mean, so, yeah, you get past Auburn, you win that one, you're what, nine and one? Yeah. You get Tennessee at home, you got Kentucky, you got Florida. I mean, so there's some more challenging games, but. I still think six and two if you're able to get Auburn and Neville. If you get Auburn and Neville, and you go nine and one after what they were coming off of that that tough stretch in the non. That would be fifteen and three if they go six and two after that. Fifteen and three is going to be hard to. What are they projecting right now? Is a three seed? Yeah, three seed. Pretty impressive what they yeah. have done. I mean, it really is considering where we thought this. You know, they they played a quad one like schedule, but they haven't won a ton of those they, quad. They one didn't games. win a lot in December. That that out of conference beat them up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So I want to ask about Nick Pringle because this is a guy we haven't yeah. seen. Now, at least he was in the building on Saturday night. Yeah. Um, and how making much a trip you, to Auburn. Okay. How yeah. much can you tell us about Pringle right now? It's 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 just one of those things that you got to do the little things right. 
if you do the little things right, the big stuff takes care of itself. And in whatever NATOs wants to release about that, I don't think it's anything major. Um, but I'm, I'm not worried about that. But if they can't trust you to do the things that you're supposed to do, then they're not going to play you. And the fact that it's happened multiple times now in this season is is concerning. So I, you know, NATO said he's making the trip to Auburn on Wednesday night. I I don't know if we'll see him. I don't know that you can rely on him if, if you just coming off the suspension. And do you need him right now with the way the team's playing? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you do. I think down the stretch you probably do need that lead. You probably need the fouls, too. And the fouls. Um, you know, going up and against Jani Broom. I don't really know what your other options are. Sure, like he could probably transfer somewhere else yeah. next year. But, like, if you want to have an opportunity to make a deep run in March, and, uh, I mean, I, you know, I don't know if there's better options right now for Pringle. So you seem no. like he would probably get it together here, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, and there. he's always fun to watch coming off that pick and roll where he rolls to the basket and Mark Sears throws it up for a new. <laughs> so. um, this Alabama team, though, I mean, this past weekend, 47 bench points. Yeah. Which, I mean. I mean, Greg Nelson got two. Yeah. And Alabama, he was in foul trouble. I think he played what? He didn't play very many minutes because he was He played stuff. enough, though. I mean, his line was awful. Um, he did ultimately foul out. But uh, still. I mean, Nato's picked have? up another technical, as yeah. he's prone to do. So. Um, but, you know, this thing, you know, talking about the depth of this team, the offensive output, their ability to shoot free throws, 10 to 10 Saturday. It's a good shooting team. Yeah, I mean, it all we, really comes down to how well the defense plays. But you remember a time when Alabama oh was awful at shooting free throws. It they, was an Achilles heel. It, it was a running joke. I mean, that, that, that they would cost themselves games because they, they couldn't hit their free throws. This is a – you know what I love about this team is that Mark Sears could not even look like he's in the game for eight minutes and then just turn it on in a stretch. Yeah. Like he decides when he wants to go. And he just turns it on like that. So, so good. And Aaron Estrada on his 23rd birthday, yeah. 15, 8, and 3. Jared Steven is going to go 4, 5 from 3. Yeah. I mean, this team is really, they're playing their, their best basketball right now yeah. as we are about to hit that second home stretch yeah. in the SEC schedule. Spama and Bourbon is brought to you by our friends at the Beverage Place and Pink Package. Get in and see our friend Chan, JJ, the fine folks there. Again, they open early. They close late. Uh, two great locations right there off of Highway 280. Um, once again, yay, Alabama. How can people yeah. get involved? Not only to help out the Alabama football program, but what Nate Oates has got going. All the sports at Alabama. You, you know, we were with Greg Byrne last night in Mobile at the Red Elephant Club, and we gave him a stat that we just wanted to put it out there. If if Alabama just had half of Bryant Denny Stadium sign up for NIL, just half at the base minimum, that's ten million dollars. Okay, so let me ask you this. So capacity, a little over 100. Yeah. How many of that of capacity is season tickets? Oof, that's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, so I'm just wondering, like, if you just got half of your season ticket yeah. orders, because you would think you're already vested or yeah. invested in Alabama buying season tickets. If we just tickets. got half of Bryant Denny Stadium on a typical Saturday signed up for the Alabama, Alabama's funded. Do you, you think know. we ever approach a time, somebody's going to do this, they have to, where you add... Uh, $5 per home ticket or $20 yeah. or 25 that goes to the collective, yeah. and it's just automatically put in I there. think so. I think eventually all NIL is going to come in-house. I think that's why you start hearing these stories about the SEC and the Big Ten sort of breaking away. They're going to govern themselves, and I, and I think that's what, probably where it's headed. And then there just becomes a pool of money, and then the administration decides how that's doled out. Because, look, I mean, right now facilities are important. But they're not as important as they were 15 years ago to recruits. Recruits aren't asking, let me see your facility. I mean, they are, but... They'd rather, the first, they'd rather see the their own money. The first question right? is, what can you do for me? Yeah. And then yeah. it's facilities. So I, mean, 
I, I do think some of that money will be steered away eventually, but it just it's such a wild time right now in collegiate athletics. And so, look, I'm, I'm right here trying to bridge this gap because uh, I love Alabama, went to school there, never hid that fact, uh, and I'm just uh, I'm in service to Alabama. I'm, I'm trying to help them in any way I can. So it's Bama and Bourbon. We do it every week here on Roll Tide Pods. Like, subscribe, give us a thumbs up there. We are previewing a little 1792 small batch bourbon. Uh, they say it mingles the sweet caramel and vanilla to create that bourbon that is incredibly brash and bold yet smooth and balanced. It's only 93.7 proof, so not, not going to oh, tell wow, you. Oh, wow, that's, I mean, we've been yeah. 95 plus. We've, yeah. we've you know, I would want to say every other time it seems like 100 yeah, plus. Yeah, it's generally about around, right around yeah. 100. But this is, uh, good. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. Uh, good for your collection. This is one of those you can break out. Even people you don't like that yeah. come over, because Bright Point is not going to break you. I got you a few bottles of those. Yeah. Pink package beverage place. I do too. <laughs> Got people coming up for the Super Bowl. I'll roll out something like seventeen ninety two for them. I can't even drink because it's dry February. Oh, you didn't think this through. So next week will be. So we have three more weeks of Bam and Bourbon, where you're the only you're the lone drinker. You know what? I'll jump on that grenade for us. But I'll do doubles <laughs> when we come back in March. I don't know what the product's going to be, but as we get ready for the SEC tournament, Nashville NCAA tournament, this Alabama team. I mean. I don't know what the ceiling is. I don't know if they could hit a two. I guess they could. You know what? And, and I sort of mentioned. I think the the emergence of Latrell right cell has been huge. I think because we thought that would probably be Aaron Estrada, and Aaron Estrada on any given night can be that, but he's not as consistent. Um, the last month, and I know Latrell didn't play his best game against Mississippi State, but before that, the last month, six of his last nine games, he'd scored in double figures. So his emergency, he's been in the starting lineup. And you're starting to see some of these young guys, Jaron Stevenson, and if they get somebody besides Mark Sears who they can depend on, and then with all the offensive talent, if another guy goes off, they're going to be tough to stop, man. Okay, before we get out of here, any football news we should be on the outlook for? Yeah, so um, originally Ryan Williams was supposed to sign on his birthday, which is February 9th. He has now moved that up and said he's going to sign on his uh, on tomorrow, on signing day. So. Uh, he's already committed to Alabama and canceled his Auburn visit, but if he's going to lock it down, I'll tell you this. We, we've talked about him a lot on this show. He won Mr. Fo- Mr. Football at 15 years old. He won it again at 16. He's 16 years old. He didn't turn 17 until later this week. So uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on and crossing our fingers we get that uh, national letter of intent tomorrow. Okay, as we record again on a Wednesday, tomorrow is uh, NIL Day. Mm-hmm. It's also Alabama going to Neville. So what's bigger for Alabama fans, getting the win at Neville, or is there one recruit? Obviously, Ryan Williams seems like that thing is a done deal, yeah. but is there one guy that could actually flip or could Not last? that I know of. Okay. I think getting the win at, at Neville, because Auburn, they got they want to win that game bad. Oh, yeah. Look, this, this would be a statement from Alabama. If Alabama wins this game, woo, look out. Again, Bama and Bourbon, we do it every week. Tell your friends. Anybody that likes Bama, they like bourbon. Hopefully they'll like the podcast. Like, subscribe, roll tie pods. Two thumbs up. We will see you guys next week right here on Bama and Bourbon.